Welcome to the Expert Speak, a service of the Florida Psychiatric Society. I'm Abby Strauss, and thanks for listening. For many years, there has been the concept formerly known as adverse childhood experiences. It has lately gained some real presence, and many are looking at it to better understand the long-term results of adverse events of childhood. Ellie Niroman is a candidate for in, in 2019. That's this year. Congratulations. For, Thank you. <laughs> for a doctor of medicine degree and a master's of public health from the University of Miami. She is kind enough to join us to explain this concept. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. It seems like the topic of adverse childhood experiences should not be anything new. Yet, sadly, we need to discuss it. But give us, please, a little bit of the background. How did you get involved in it? How did you get interested in this topic? Just give us an overview. It's always interesting. As part of my MPH degree, I had to complete a capstone project. So we had an informational meeting with community organizations, and that's where I met members of Palm Beach County Medical Society Services, and they wanted to create a medical curriculum for physicians regarding the impact of ACEs and also what can be done in the adult population to negate some of those health effects. And so that's how I got started with all of this. It's really been an impactful journey for both myself and I feel the community in this year and a half, almost two years of working together, we've really expanded awareness and understanding regarding ACEs and their effects on health. How does this actual term evolve? Where did it come from? It's not a new term, apparently. No, it's not. So I guess to start with a definition, adverse childhood experiences, which I'll refer to as ACEs, potentially traumatic events that can have negative, lasting effects on health and well-being. The experiences range anywhere from physical, emotional, or sexual abuse to parent divorce or incarceration of a parent or guardian. The term was originally coined in the early 1990s when two physicians, Dr. Vincent Felitti and Dr. Robert Andow, conducted the original ACEs study. They took about 17,500 Kaiser patients and asked them if they'd experienced one of the 10 ACEs, including, like I mentioned before, emotional, physical abuse, incarcerated family members, witnessing violence in the home. And then they followed these participants and looked for the development of either risky health behaviors or negative health outcomes. Ultimately, they wanted to answer the question, does early adversity or early trauma affect health? And what they ultimately found is that there was a dose-response relationship between an individual's ACE score or the number of ACEs they'd experienced and their risk of developing adverse health outcomes in adulthood. For example, they found that individuals who have experienced four or more ACEs, there is a 9- to 12-fold increased risk of abusing drugs and attempting suicide. There was a two to four-fold increased risk of developing COPD, having a stroke, or developing liver disease. And there was a 1.4 to 1.9 times greater risk of developing diabetes or even cancer. What's more is that the study also showed that individuals with an ACE score of four or more, they had an average lifespan of 20 years less compared to individuals who'd experienced no ACEs. So this was a very impactful study, and there's been a multitude of studies that have come out since the original ACE study that have validated these results that were found and added even more 
information to what we currently know about ACEs and their negative effects on health. But those are quite disturbing numbers, very large. Yes. I think much larger than perhaps the the initial looker would think would come out of this. What type of experiences, if you could be a bit more specific, abuse, incarceration issues, what age, Mm -hmm. a little bit more detail, if you could just talk about that. I think that's necessary. Unfortunately, we have found that ACEs are very prevalent. According to the 2016 National Survey of Children's Health, about half of all children have experienced one or more ACEs. And about one in 10 children have experienced three or more ACEs. Although ACEs are prevalent everywhere, they do disproportionately affect Black, non-Hispanic, and Hispanic individuals. 61% of Black, non-Hispanic children and 51% of Hispanic children have experienced at least one ACE, compared to 40% of white, non-Hispanic, and only 23% of Asian, non-Hispanic children. Unfortunately, I don't think that there's actually been research okay. to say why, but if you look at what is now considered an ACE adversity, unfortunately, it disproportionately affects people in low socioeconomic environments and also different races. That's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. You were talking about the number of that the, some people had only one ACE, some people had more. Is there a sense of a correlation between the number of ACEs, the type of ACEs, and how the outcome will be? Do we have any sense of that? In terms of if you are affected by one ACE, do you have worse outcomes? That really hasn't been delineated. As you can tell, it would be very difficult to do that research. But like I mentioned, it is kind of a dose-response relationship. So the more of these ACEs you do experience, the higher your risk is of having these negative health outcomes. In the piece that you wrote, you used the term toxic stress and the mm-hmm. notion that stress is an experience. Is I like the quote because it actually captures it very clearly that it gets under the skin. Toxic's a big word. Oh, can, can you just elaborate on what, when you use the word toxic, what, what are you envisioning? ACEs do lead to toxic stress. What toxic stress is, it's a prolonged stress that leads to frequent, strong, continuous activation of the body's stress system without the buffering offered by a protective adult figure. And throughout the years, science has shown that chronic elevation of these cortisol levels has actually will lead to physiological changes in the human brain, the immune system, and even genetics. MRI studies or MRI scans of individuals who have experienced trauma during childhood show that they actually had alterations in their brain architecture, including hypertrophy of the amygdala, prefrontal cortex atrophy, and even alterations in the ventral tegmental area that make them more likely to become addicted to drugs, sex, high sugar, and high fat. Other studies have looked at children and adults who were exposed to early maltreatment and they found that those individuals have elevated inflammatory markers, including C-reactive proteins. And as we know, chronic elevation of inflammation actually contributes to various disease pathologies, like cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and even dementia. So ultimately, what research has now shown is that these aren't just associations. There's some biological plausibility between toxic stress, and it has actual impact on almost all the organ systems that are 
unfortunately permanent. It's interesting because psychiatry as a routine does not yet measure C-reactive proteins in our in our day-to-day real practices, mm-hmm. but in research, it's really beginning to find a larger and larger utility as a tool. Interesting concept. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I, I interrupted your thought. No, that was that's the main thing about the science behind it is that there is actual science showing that this early adversity does lead to the health effects. So it's no longer just some sort of association. So that that adds to a lot more of the validity and the severity of the exposure to ACEs. In the piece that you published, you mm-hmm. published a questionnaire, an adverse childhood experience questionnaire. Tell us a little bit about that and how do people yeah. get it? That questionnaire is publicly available, and that was kind of the original ACEs questionnaire with the 10 adversities. But now more surveys have come out. And they incorporate different types of adversities, for example, racism, bullying, violence in the community. And there's a website called acesconnection.com. On that website, there's actually a page that lists different surveys that are available, and anyone can go ahead and access it. And I think that's also a great resource for people that want to learn more about ACEs and how they do impact health. Could you give that website again, please? Sure. It's ACE connection.com so ace connection.com okay people can go there and and look at it and get a sense you said there were additional scales since then will this website capture those as well people have to go elsewhere this website will list kind of all the various surveys that are available and explain a little bit about what each survey incorporates You also published a resilience questionnaire, and it seems to overlap, but it's a little bit more suggestive of just looking at how, and I'm going to use the word resilient or tough, people are as they deal with these things. Why did you feel to expand to a separate resilience questionnaire on top of your general questionnaire? The resiliency questionnaire, so resiliency in general, if you develop resiliency or children that are more resilient, It has been actually shown to negate some of the negative health effects of adverse childhood experiences. And I think it's really important for people to know that, yes, if they do take the survey on their own and they do experience adversity, they might not end up with these negative health outcomes because there's other things they had in their life that helped them build resiliency. So it's important to compare these risk factors, one being more negative and the other being more protective and positive, to see where an individual ultimately stands in terms of their overall risk of developing some of these adverse outcomes. Which is a critical point because if if we can teach people to be more resilient, it covers not only these aspects of their life, but probably has a protective aspect in many ways for the duration of their life. It's very critical. I'm glad you published it. It is very important. Also, it's just health. It's not the end-all, be-all. There's something that can be done in terms of both primary prevention and also secondary prevention. To the best of your knowledge, are these questionnaires being used by teachers, clergy, pediatricians, law enforcement? Any idea of how widely they're currently being used, or is it something that... Some pediatricians have actually incorporated ACEs screening as part of their daily practice. I know Dr. Nadine Burkhead, the pediatrician in San Francisco and a pioneer in the field of ACEs, 
And if anyone has not heard her TED Talk, I would highly recommend that you listen to it. Very moving and motivational and gives you more information about it. Say her name again, please, so people can write it down. Dr. Nadine Harris. Okay. And I know that she is a pediatrician that has already incorporated ACEs screening into her practice, and a lot more pediatric offices are doing the same. And in terms of schools and with law enforcement, especially in juvenile correctional facilities, there's a huge movement focusing on trauma-informed training and care, which also incorporates ACEs screening and building resiliency. So I know, for example, several schools in California or places in Washington, they're applying these trauma-informed methods and training all of their staff how to approach students and create an environment that helps kids feel safe, connected, and ready to learn. And they also have other things that have been incorporated into schools, for example, cognitive behavioral intervention for trauma in schools and positive behavioral intervention and support. So a lot of the focus currently, like I said, is in the pediatric population, which makes sense because we do want to focus on primary prevention. And also there's a lot of programs out there that also teach parents how to teach resiliency to their children, which is important. But there is a pretty big gap in terms of what to do with the adult population who, for adults that have ACEs risk factors or ACEs experiences. Screening in the adult population is a little bit tricky, and unfortunately, with the busy practices that clinicians have, it's not possible to do a full questionnaire. But one thing that can be done is just asking a simple question of the patient. So you sure you can ask them, how do you feel or how would you feel if a child that you cared about grew up as you did? And based on their response, you can decide whether you need to delve more into ACE screening or not. A simple but very poignant question to be sure. I'm sure it evokes a lot yeah. of emotions. I, I find it quite often after I do the mechanical aspect of making sure medications are renewed and prior authorizations are taken care of and, and the like, that I often will say, okay, we've done all of that. Now tell me about the rest of your life. And sadly, there's not often enough time to do that, but it's to look at the things that you're referring to. And I think looking at a question about how they compare themselves and the way they grew up to the way a child mm -hmm. was growing up just dovetails perfectly with that. How is your response when you discuss this with other physicians or even other medical students? Are, are they understanding of what you're trying to do, or is it something that's a bit alien to them, or they don't accept it for what it is? What's been your, your response? Are they sensitive? Do they say you're doing good work, but they don't incorporate it into their lives? What's been the overall response, so to speak? The overall response has been fairly positive, and also a lot of people were shocked to, they didn't know about ACEs. They didn't know about the impact of ACEs on health. So I gave this talk to my classmates, a lot of members in the community, and they all had very strong positive reactions to wanting to do something. Whether they are incorporating that, I think it's a little too soon to tell. But I do think that one of the biggest things is just being aware that ACEs exist. They're very prevalent, and they do have an impact on health. 
And so in terms of that, I feel like we've gotten a lot of positive support and feedback and we're doing good work. We don't know yet where it's going to take us in terms of incorporating formal screening, but at least we're starting somewhere. What I so appreciate about this entire project and your work is that it brings to medicine the reality that patients are quite often more than their presenting problem. And too often we tend to look at, oh, you're depressed, take an antidepressant. Oh, you're drinking, you have to stop drinking. Instead of taking the time to look back and say, why are you depressed? Why are you drinking? And all the the mutations that are attached to those questions in daily practice. You also have a master's in public health. I think that's really an interesting marriage, medicine and public health. Perhaps more people should do that type of thing. And I'm sure it gives you a different oh, I don't know, perspective on things, or am I overreading this? It definitely does. It gives a different perspective when you're approaching a patient because you're kind of looking at more than just how they present in the office. You have to think about where they're coming from, environmental factors, and also, obviously, childhood experiences that could impact their health. And that is one of the things that I've really appreciate I picked up from a master's of public health and I would encourage anyone and everyone to consider pursuing the degree because it really does give you a unique perspective, especially in medicine. Agree. Totally agree. Could you give that website again where they can go get a copy of these questionnaires? Could you repeat it for us, please? Sure. So the website is acesconnection.com. A-C-E-S connection.com. Excellent. Ellie Neroman is about to become a graduate of the University of Miami with two degrees as a doctor of medicine and a master's of public health. She's been working with a project known as ACE, Adverse Childhood Experiences, and she's brought some very good information about where to get more information. Next year, I will be able to say, doctor, now I will say, good for you. Thank you.